0: Middle call! Heavy hate. What's up, YouTube? What's up, podcast? What's up, everybody? Beginning of a big week, big draft week here on the internet and the world and the podcast and the earth. And uh, we're here for it. Warriors, uh, we're doing this live on Sunday afternoon after the Warriors just lost the Nuggets. and The uh, Nugs. You know, the sun is still up, John, so we're just waiting on another Debo nightclub video. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, order some meat and play some draft games. Yeah, you know
1: who uh, actually gets the profit heavily? Coming up is mm-hmm. Joe Lakem because he gets another home game.
0: So the Chase Center, cha-ching! I know. I remember back uh, several years ago when Kawakami would always do the math, like, 13 more home games at $30,000 per suite times 45 suites. It's game seven is going to be worth $8.2 million to Joe And <laughs> Every game was like that. And I, would I was, be, li- I'd have a, if I was an owner,
1: I would kind of think about games that way. I, I completely agree. I was listening to their podcast and he said $9 million a game. And then I text him like, that's true. He's like, actually, I might've been a little high because they kind of kept the numbers down a little bit because they, they were already so gigantic that he's like, it could be a little closer to seven. Now you, you split it with the league, you know, within the playoffs and stuff, but it's still league high, right? Like the nuggets
0: today didn't even get close to that. Yeah. But they did as well as they do. Like, you know, it's as good
1: as it gets. Yeah. They they would somehow
0: get a a game six, right. It'd be off the charts. Do you think though is truly paying attention to those line items? Good question. Do you think, do you, I, I didn't know the answer to this question. Do you think Russell and Sierra paid for their tickets courtside today? Or are those comps, you think? I've just heard enough like
1: rich, famous people with the Knicks talk about that there's like a section for them, and you can get comped. So maybe the Broncos did it for them. I I can see some sort of, you know, Cronky. I guess they don't really have an owner, but it'd be an easy one. If you're the Denver Nuggets, you want him there, right? Wouldn't you reach out? I mean,
0: so you want him there, but also, you know, the number of people that could, I guess it's not like those t- those seats were going to go empty if Russ didn't show up, right? I
1: i don't know if they showed him on television, but I swore to God, I saw him in the background on the court was Von Miller, which I was like, this guy won a Super Bowl MVP with Denver. I get Russell's, I guess, more famous for TV, but Denver, maybe they showed him on the video board. I swear I saw him. He was in the front row. Oh, makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, how many Von Miller, I mean, just have unlimited money. Peyton never sits in the front. Usually he's a couple rows back, right? Jerry
0: Buss never sat on the floor. He didn't? No, Jerry Buss always sat like top level. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say ever, but like for the book I'm listening to, Jerry sat like up in the section, like up at the top of the first section. Oh, because he wanted to sell him. I wanted to right? sell him probably. Want, wanted to maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he had trouble. Well, no, I guess Jerry West had Jerry West had the Billy Bean problem, like watching games. Like,
1: ultimately, Lacob is giving up money by sitting there, right? He, those four seats that he has for himself, he could easily give away. Or, I mean, you think,
0: you, you think they're right off as a loss? He acts like he didn't sell them, so he sits in them? <sighs> Business expense? It's a good question. I don't know. Business expense. Multiple people on the show in the uh, YouTube chat today, and if you're here, we appreciate it, like, that, like the video, have suggested that uh, Delay of Game could be the name of the show. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Is there a delay game in all sports? Football has a delay. Basketball, Basketball has one. a delay. Baseball, Baseball is just, just one big delay of game. <laughs> Baseball will definitely have a delay of game if they don't already. Yeah. I mean, you they kind of... Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, hockey? I mean, uh, golf? What is it, a Slow play warning? It's not really a delay of game. Yeah, but they don't really institute it. Yeah. Um not that terrible
1: the word delay is not ideal but the sentence is solid it is it
0: has a good rhythm but you're right the word delay is not ideal
1: yeah Mm -hmm. what it triggers in your brain you know right that'd be my only pushback but the the, the delay of game is solid. like it's like a move the sticks It, it does flow
0: yeah it feels very football but um it's pretty
1: clear to me, it's just, but it's also, I, I would say a little bit, it's pretty generic. Like, it's just a good, like, delay of game. It's an easy one to say. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it doesn't pigeonhole you at all. You know, that would be my first reaction when I hear it.
0: Not terrible. I put it in the not terrible idea category. No. 900 people all. have suggested middleman. Like, no, we're not doing that one, but thank you. Uh, Still don't hate that, but yeah. All right, John. Let's dive in.
1: Like, just because, just because the, the ease of it. I just and don't then think after a while, you just become it, numb to
0: it. Yeah, I just what don't the think the it solves our problem. What does delay of game mean? Yeah, no, I, I just don't think it solves the problem that ham to me is better than yeah. middleman. Uh, I don't know. There's three letters. It's easy. Yeah.
1: But we don't write ham on the – we don't write ham. It's just really just a promo code. It's not like the name of the podcast, right?
0: That's true. That's true. All right, John, let's tell the people real quick before we dive in about our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings, we're right now the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner of the NBA. You can bet $5 on any team and win $150 in free bets instantly, no matter what, when you sign up with the code HAM. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply, as we know. See. Yep. uh, Here's a guy,
1: combine multiple bets from the same game, bigger payout, little parlay. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can bet during the first round, uh, same-game parlays. We have coming up, little Game 5 Warriors versus the Nugs. Do you know who Mm. I like? I like the Warriors. Close them out, at home, cash those checks. uh, But here's the key. Place the same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 in free bets back in one. If one leg doesn't hit, guy... So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code HAM. Bet $5 on NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. Promo code HAM at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the
0: NBA, Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, PA, West Virginia, Wyoming, 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, New Hampshire, 888-789-777. Visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 800 bets off in Iowa, 877-770. Stop in, in Louisiana, 877 8 h open Text HOPE-NY. OPGR.ORG, Oregon. Call, text, Tennessee Redline one 800 889
1: 9789 1-88-532- 3500, Virginia, 21 and over, 18 plus in Wyoming, physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, only minimum $5 deposit required, eligibility restrictions apply, see draftkings.com slash sportsbook
0: for details. The NFL draft is Thursday, and I think we've established for good reasons that um, there is is some, I, I guess we could debate how much pressure is actually on the 49ers, but this is a big week for them in the future of their franchise, what what they do with Debo Samuel. Uh, if they don't trade him, then it's then it goes on. But if they do, it's a major decision. And not trading him is a decision. Like trading him or not trading him, both are decisions. I, I do think it gets lost a little bit on the internet because people
1: root for I'm not even saying necessarily 49er fans, but people just eat this stuff up, all these stuff that goes viral you know, Debo, I would say right now is partly this draft really sucks. Like it's just, let's, let's call a spade a spade. It's pretty irrelevant, uh, partly because no quarterbacks, but even their star power is like sauce Gardner. I'm sorry. You played at Cincinnati. Most people couldn't point the guy out of a lineup. So the moment this happened with Debo, it is like, it feels 50 fold bigger than anything draft related. Now, maybe if you're a giants or jets fan, it's a little different, but I'd say the jets, the moment they start getting connected and we'll talk about the potential trades, like, Debo is a bigger deal than anyone they draft if they traded for him. So he's a huge story. I mean, I that thing that I don't know if it went viral. I just saw it on Instagram. I forwarded it to you. Brett Veach, you know, asked, they said he's made major trades the last couple of years. Who are you going to trade for this year? He said, Debo Samuel. And then he started laughing, which the gem of the Chiefs. Wh- while it was funny, I was like, I don't know if you can say that. Yeah. I don't know uh, you immediately texted me back. You're like, if you're the Niners, like, fuck you. You're not allowed to say that. Yeah. So I, I think people get lost because. So many things like the NBA has become a transactional league. Guys move at just insane speeds the last five or six years. Trade they, people demand trades and they get traded immediately. Obviously, the NFL has always operated differently, but this off season, people got traded at rapid rates. I mean, we're just talking about Russell Wilson, right? Russell Wilson is sitting courtside at the Nuggets game because he's on the Denver Broncos. And that's it's pretty insane, right? Mm-hmm. So. I, I think people that think there's validity in anytime you ask for a trade now, or just trade buzz that a guy might get traded because of what just recently happened. But I don't think we can forget the Niners have no, they, they don't have to do a goddamn thing. They yeah. do not have to trade their best player or one of you know, their best offensive player. Well, I'm yeah. a Trent. but you, you know what I mean? It's hard to yes. judge, you know, the 49ers hierarchy, hierarchy, sometimes a player, it is I,
0: like a badass these- dominant player. I said the other day he's more important than Nick Bosa, and then I was thinking about it the next day in the car while I was driving, and I'm like, the one thing, right, even if you wanted to make that argument, which I made, which I did make, that he he carried them to the postseason, you'd also say just that the cost of replacement is much higher on Nick Bosa than it is, like you said the other day, how do you get Nick Bosa's? Well, you better be drafting in the top five. <laughs> that's how you get them right well, well what worse why, why do you think the, the chiefs receiver, getting rid of tyree different.
1: kill they think they can get a guy in the late 20s to replace some of that production where if they wouldn't have traded chris jones because they're like we'll never get a chris jones at 29 right
0: yeah but but you know the the chiefs the chiefs margin for error with their skill guys is a little bigger because their quarterback's so good and they have the tight end which the niners have you know iu can and kittle as well but I think the Niners margin for error is a little smaller. Like they need it's harder for them to give up their best playmakers on offense because their quarterback is not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um and I, well, I I'm he's interested he's had he's had two career starts. Two <laughs> right. career starts. Three Coming in the last North two Dakota years State. if you count his one college game. Um <laughs> so not much. I'll be interested if we you know, if you're listening to this before John Lynch and we'll react to John Lynch too, but like, I'll be interested in what he says Monday and if Kyle shows up or not, like he did last year. But, <clears throat> do, like, do the Niners feel like they have to really try and massage the situation with Debo? Are they going to try and... There's two ways to try and get Debo Samuel to come back to your team. Play nice or play hardball. Like, those are the two options. Go out of your way to compliment him and say you love him and say you want him here and say he's so important to us. And that tends to be John Lynch's MO. And I, I would imagine that's some version of the tack that he takes on Monday. But you don't have to go over the top, right? This is not, and we'll talk about value, but this is not Devante who has the money and the leverage to say, I'm just not showing up. The situ- this situation is a little bit different. And I think for the 49ers, they're probably a little more inclined to keep Debo than the Packers would have felt to keep Devonte because the Packers have Aaron Rodgers. So I'll be interested to see what level of sort of desperation is not the word, but do they feel like they have to placate to Debo or do they feel like, okay, let's see. Let's see if he refuses to show up. He's not made it, that it, much money yet. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, the Niners, like they didn't
1: create this situation. This feels pretty. I mean, Debo, I guess did tell Jeff Darlington, but it, I mean, this is Debo created. It's not like, the night like they're at odds like ultimately what if the Niners like we're not at odds we'd never planned on getting rid of him like this he wants to go right I I think we just keep talking about it like it's two sides kind of battling what
0: if the Niners don't look at it like that at all and what if the Niners are willing to pay him like one of the top receivers in the
1: NFL yeah or just I mean compensate him at a really high level right I mean I think that's where it gets a little complicated the money right because are we sure that these other teams are going to trade for him would immediately just give him 75 million dollars or would they also probably want it? You know. Oh, they'd 50, want to pay no. him 63. Cuz again, 59. he doesn't have the he doesn't now he has the ability to not sign a contract, but and no one I guess would trade a shitload which the Niners are people keep getting arguing in my timeline about like the, his value relative to these other guys and how could it's simply supply and demand. The 49ers don't want to get rid of this guy. So if you don't want to get rid of him to get if you want the player, you have to give me an astronomical amount. And then you also have to pay him. Like that's just the cost of doing business if you want Debo Samuel. Because ultimately, Debo Samuel is on my team. He's the 49ers asset. He's his contract is to the 49ers. And he's still under contract. He's not a free agent. So it's not like, you know, he's a there's franchise tagging him. He's refusing to sign. Like, no, he's he's still got another year on his four-year contract. So I I think this has become I, I I just think it's become a little player movement push kind of a potential unless the Niners were already thinking about moving him because they never intended to pay him, which would well, be yeah. somewhat news to I think people because that would be a little yes. crazy. That'd be like yeah. you guys are kind of getting arrogant, which I, I, I hesitate to say because they had nothing to do with this. I mean, I bet they were just planning on like we'll work on a contract. He's not going anywhere. Like, but the, if you just go on the internet, it's like World War fucking Six. Trades happening, people are freaking out, which I, I guess I understand, but some of these videos of like his mom in the kitchen is like it's just it's, I, it's look, a lot.
0: Seven, seven people sent me that video, then you sent me that video. I couldn't get through that video. I truly have not watched that whole video. I've clicked on it four times. I've never gotten through it. I have I don't care because there's just not, a lot of videos
1: going viral of people talking in the background about money that are clearly family oriented. There, and know, I've always had I've always had a lot like to on. me that that, that, he's in that video. I, I actually like this
0: video the yeah, most out video. of all the family videos. For those of you of listening North on the president. podcast, it's the club video we're showing now.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he's—I I just saw on Instagram watching the Warriors game, scrolling around that he's in LA right now with his management team eating sushi at Nobu in Malibu,
0: which I've mm. heard a fantastic place. I went to Nobu in Manhattan uh, many years ago, John, and it was—it was good. <laughs> yeah. On the Warriors, uh, Joe Lacob paid. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. Um, all the security guys stayed outside and ate pizza, um, trying, waiting for to tackle a PITA protester. But yeah, I think Tyreek and Devante and Debo are different in the sense that Devontae had six. I said this the other day. Devontae had sixty million dollars he'd already made in his career. He he had a little more. He'd signed multiple contracts. He had the ability to say to the Packers, "I'm not coming," and the Packers. You know, maybe they maybe they were more inclined to go get the value for him and go draft a guy. The Chiefs were not going to pay Tyreek. He just he had to go. So, but, uh, yeah. Do you know my
1: takeaway from Veach even mentioning Debo and the way he smiled? Like he's kind of laughing, but I, he clearly thinks he's sweet. Right. And they would yeah. love to have him on the team. <laughs> right? Yeah. That that That's part of like this guy's value is very high. People liked him in the draft a lot. He was very, very well liked in the draft. The question was injuries. What he did last year is a lot of these people. I mean, Beach has been in the NFL for almost 20 years. Andy's been in the NFL. Like once you throw on that tape, if you've been in the league a long time, you just go, I don't know if I've ever quite seen anything like this. Right. Like ultimately, again, I think Devontae
0: is a Hall of famer. Kyle Shanahan.
1: Yeah. But I mean, when you start thinking like, do you think the Chiefs would be able to use him? Right. Because I'd say that would be one place that would be very scary.
0: Yeah. Well, the teams that were going to want him—that's where you you get to the conversation about what what is it about with Debo. The teams that are going to want him are going to be interested in using him the same way, <laughs> you know. So, the idea of not being a wide back—and and, look—I don't think I don't think Kyle Shanahan's ideal world is giving the ball to Debo Samuel nine times a game. Like he doesn't I want mean, him to get hurt. You drafted either.
1: multiple running backs. He last needs year.
0: him. He needs him on his team. Like he
1: doesn't want him getting hurt. he would like Trey so. Herman to be a good player. To me, my favorite part about this story is it's there's going to be some resolution this week. He's either getting traded or he's not, and if he's not, he can still keep bitching and moaning. And again, he's not really. I haven't seen him really complain, so I hate even saying that the internet complaining for him. He if if he doesn't get traded this week, like he ain't going anywhere. Now he may not show up for a while, but it's like he on the Niners, (laughs) which is like we're we're getting a date. Like it's it's either happening or it's not happening now. Because there to me, there is no chance with them their goal of winning that to to me trade him in the fall. I just, I can't see that.
0: So Tony Pauline of uh pro football network says that the word in league circles is the jets are down to use their 10th overall pick to get Debo, which I think, I, yeah, of course they are like, I don't think even though that value is in line with some of what the other values were like for Tyreek and for Diggs. um, I'd, that, that would be an easy trade for me if I'm the Jets, the 10th overall pick for Debo Samuel.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, to me, if I'm John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, that's an immediate no. The 10th overall pick in a bad draft, like ha, the draft changes year to year. You know, the 10th pick, there's always a number 10th pick, right? Every single season, you know, April, whatever the date is on a given draft, the 27th, 28th, someone drafts 10th. But that 10th value on the chart never changes or maybe it gets updated. But given who's in the draft impacts the value of that pick, last year's draft was fucking loaded. Had a bunch of quarterbacks who were going to go high. It had a bunch of really good position players. Well, when quarterbacks went high, three in the top three picks, that pushed back every single player, right? Jamar Chase in some drafts might go three. You know, Kyle Pitts... Ended up going four. Hell, in a normal draft, he might go two. It, Kyle Pitts might go one in this draft. <laughs> Mike Micah Parsons, tra- and part of it was some of those guys didn't play. Like, those guys would go. Micah Parsons ended up going 11 or 12. I
0: mean, it's just part of the draft. The 2020 draft was loaded, too, the year before.
1: It, we've, it feels like we've had back to like several loaded drafts in a row now.
0: So, I'm just, that's not enough. Like, Justin Herbert would be the number one pick in this draft, and that's not revisionist history. Herbert, based on the way we thought about him in twenty 20- 20, where people had a lot of questions about him, he went sixth in a draft with Burrow and Chase Young and Tua, right? He'd yeah. go top, he'd go one or two in this draft. He would not go past two Herbert in this draft. And again, in your 2020 brain. Yeah. So I'm mean, not even I this, not even what we know about him now.
1: To me, that plays a huge role. Part of the 10th pick is no quarterbacks are, I would say about 99% are going to go in the top 10, meaning that all the sweet position players are going to go faster off the board. Because if I told you two quarterbacks are going to go off, That means at minimum, the eighth best position player, right? Because two plus seven would, you'd have no matter, you know, even if every single person had universal, the same grades on guys would be there. But that's not the case here. So to me, not only is 10 not enough, they would have to include one of the second rounders and then something the following year if I was going to trade them, which again, my, my stance is simple I'm not trading them. Now, does 10, 35 or 38? Ultimately, I'd take 38 if I got the following year's one. And everyone's response that's not a 49er guy would be like, that's insane. How would you get? I understand. Like, I would not do that deal if I'm the Jets. But if I'm the Niners, I have no problem playing hardball. I'm in control. So if I don't get 10, 38, and next year's, I might end up doing it for a second, but I would, my my negotiation would start at a one. It's just, no. You
0: do, well, you want Debo Samuel? He's on my team. No. I know what Tyreek and Devontae got traded for. Who's a better player right now? Debo Samuel or Jamal Adams when he got traded two years ago for two ones and a third and a third, and like a receiver, I thought it was a. I thought Jamal was two ones and a two. I think I think there might have been a. I think the Seahawks also sent like a player and a, a, a receiver and a fourth round pick back with them or something. Maybe I I kind of forget that I know that Khalil was
1: the look. two ones and the pick swap so that ended up being two ones and a third. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's was two ones and a two. Jamal oh, was, was definitely two ones.
0: Yeah, Brad Bradley McDougald. So it was two ones, a player and a third? Yeah, for a for a for a for Bradley McDougal. Uh Bradley McDougal, the Jets traded Jamal Adams and a fourth for a player, two ones and a three. Gotcha. So who's a better now- player? Debo or Jamal Adams then? Yeah, I mean, it's not even close. The The other thing is the Jets. Like, My point is I don't want to hear about all these draft comps all the time. Like all these picks are different. Totally these players agree. are different. The situations totally. are
1: different. Sorry, go ahead. The, the, the Jets, if you want them, that's what it's going to cost. If not, we'll keep them. And again, I even if I told you 10, 38, and next year's one, which is a shitload because the Jets might suck and the next year's draft's going to be really good. It's not inconceivable if Zach Wilson got hurt, that pick could be like two. All of a sudden, you got like Will Anderson on your team or something. You know, yeah. who knows?
0: We also, Grazer. how much do you think he's going to take a hard line and make it really difficult to come back? Right. How much is it going to cost to pay him? Like, these are all factors. Would Would you do this? Let's say they're like, we'd instead of 10,
1: give us 35, 38 next year's one. So you get Debo Samuel with those two twos and we get your next year's one. It's like a, it's a bigger picture move.
0: I, I, I would have met. I, I know the, the the draft value, the trade value says that's a good trade for the 49ers, right? I just have a hard time. I keep going. I just, the thing I get stuck on, and maybe I'm just stuck on it, and need to get unstuck, is you've got this guy, Trey Lance, who you spent all this, you've invested so much in him. And he already sat for a year. And Debo Samuel on the team or Debo Samuel not on the team, I think makes a big difference for. Trey Lance's ability to win right away. But so again, I, I you know what I'm again saying, like, we're I we're a, I think
1: we both agree we're of the stance you do not trade him. But if you yeah, are going to what, well, what I'm trying to come to why, terms why 10 with ten and not 35-38 right?
0: Yeah, I, I'm not taking just ten. I I just what I'm saying is what I'm trying to come to terms with is take a step back and go. I understand there we're talking about value here, right? Like two twos and a one is is value. We'll talk yeah. about the Debo or the Tyree. But I just think he's so important to your team. And specifically, he's an investment in Trey Lance. But I think there's a lot of people on the chats like Sandor, 35 and 38. Next year's one. I do that all day. Like, I think that is value. But, and if you're not getting it, you're not getting it. Like, then you're not trading them. But it takes a lot more than 10 to get me to think about it. Yeah. And I think a huge element is the draft. It's just not a loaded draft. Would you agree, though? Or is it fair to say I? It does feel like the receivers are this receiver group does have a lot of potential in it, right? But there's multiple receivers. Two tiers, though, right? There, I think there are the two Ohio State guys,
1: and then the next group. You don't think it's Drake London and what? And uh, depends who you talk to. I know people that love Drake London. I know people that think he's sluggish and slow. Yeah, I know people that think he's probably more pick twenty-five to thirty-five range, and I know some people that think he'll go in the top twelve. I think he's a true eye of a the beholder. There is no disagreement on the two cats from Ohio State. <laughs> that I, And I heard DJ saying this, and I do think it makes sense. He said, do not be shocked if Alave goes over Garrett Wilson. Just because we've seen the last several years that sometimes people like Jalen Waddle wasn't going to go that high. He ended up going sixth. The year that all those, it was CeeDee Lamb, Jerry, Judy. Which guy's going to go in the top ten? Rugs went first. Like Alave, if you're viewed as a 4 guy or whatever he's viewed, even though Garrett Wilson like feels like it can't miss. So my point is, if you're the Niners, the good part about if you are open to trading him, you've known about this, and Kyle and company have done true deep, because otherwise, why would they have spent any time watching Alave and Garrett Wilson, right, yeah. during this period of time? They wouldn't have. They would have spent more time watching our guy, Khalil, from Boise State. Guys, you know, second, third, fourth rounders. Uh, wouldn't you be shocked if over the last, and who knows how long they've truly known about it. Cause anytime you'd be like Niners have known about this for a week, I'm sure they haven't known about it for a couple of weeks that Kyle has done a deep dive on just different groups of players. It might even include pass rush. You know, it's like, what, what is the group of cluster guys? We get the 10th pick. Is it worth it? Also with pick 38, right? Yeah. And Adam Peters, what do we, if we could get there one next year, how good is next year's draft? Like you're you're balancing a lot of variables here, right? Because the one thing you would say that if they got 10, 38, let's just say next year's two. Say so they got 10, 38, and next year's two, just as a godfather. Like it's like, okay, we'll trade them. You are getting cheap labor for a team that does. I mean, Bosa's about to get a huge contract and it d- gives you even more wiggle room the next couple years. Again, you have to hit on these picks. If you nail but, the pick,
0: it's great. Yeah. You're it just re it pushes, resets your whole team. Kind of. Right. It's if you nail the pick, it's a game. It's a it's Jordan Poole. I mean, it's
1: th- that's where like thirty five, thirty eight and one. The pressure yeah. on those two picks would be hot. Can you imagine if you hit on both? Let's say you hit a triple on one, and just like a stand up double on the other. You just
0: got two really good players. So cheap for the next three years. And you could look, You it's easy. I think it's pretty easy to talk it right where you go. Debo just had the. it's no way you replicate that level of success again He's going to be more expensive. All right. I, I start a few comments here that I want to rattle back through here um Salvador says Jimmy Debo and a fourth for Christian McCaffrey and a one so McCaffrey and a one and you got to send your four I don't think McCaffrey to me McCaffrey I I like Christian McCaffrey I'm rooting for him but he's been hurt a lot and he liked he's had his best year in all likelihood right and doesn't he make some big cash makes a lot of money and Jimmy's worth a three all by himself so you know (laughs) Uh, Jerry says, thank you, Jerry, get rid of Debo and let the Trey Lance era begin. I mean, you don't have to let Debo go to let the Trey Lance era begin, though, I would say. But what do you think? What do you think Andy said when the Patrick Mahomes era? He's like, let's just start the Patrick Mahomes
1: era and get rid of Kelsey or Hill. Or he's like, let's just include them all together and I'll be friends.
0: But I do think this is like people are, you know. Now again, Debo comes back, scores a twenty-six yard touchdown on a handoff, and everyone starts cheering for him. So I don't. Let's start I the Justin Herbert the era
1: and uh, let Mike Williams walk, and let's cut Keenan Allen. Or do you just keep every group together? <laughs> you know, that's, that's is that kind of the point?
0: Uh, yeah, I think the era is somewhat Debo de- not dependent, but the Trey Lentz era starts faster with Debo Samuel lined up next to him in the backfield. Uh, Javier Vega says, "Do we think that lunch with McDaniel had anything to do with it? The lunch was prior to the Tyreek Hill trade." McDaniel spill Kyle's plans to Debo. So is he, is, is Javi saying he, he would have tried to get Debo before Tyreek? I, I listen, the
1: business is cutthroat and you never trust anybody, I guess, but Mike McDaniels owes a lot of shit to Kyle Shanahan. I mean, I watched Mike McDaniel's introductory press conference like, it's not just Kyle. It's the family. Like his dad had to okay it. He stuck by him at some pretty low moments of the guy's life. Yep. I, I would be a little surprised if it was like recruiting, you know, like the moment you left the program, you start backstabbing them with some negative recruiting type deal. And again, I guess at the time of the lunch, they didn't have Tyree kill, but know, he's not even saying that, I,
0: but I, he, what are you saying? I, is, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give,
1: I'm going to give Mike the benefit of the doubt that he wasn't totally okay. fucking him.
0: Yeah. I I, I give Mike that absolutely. I give him that benefit of the doubt, but I also don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that it's just like, man, it'd be great to work together again. I'm not even saying Mike says that necessarily. Maybe Debo says it. Man, it'd be great to work with you again. Man, I'd love to have you, Debo. You know, if if it ever, you know, what I mean, like that's not an unnatural conversation. There's a way to have that conversation where it's not backstabbing Kyle, right? What's not inconceivable? Two draft, draft in a room? row. Kyle's Kyle potential beef with former uh, friend. Matt well, we don't,
1: this beef, that, that beef was public. This one's not out
0: No, right. I, 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 I'm kidding. I'm not inconceivable
1: that once this, once we have concrete, a finish to this, whether he stays, goes, signs a contract, whatever, then it comes out that Miami sniffed around before the Tyreek Hill thing came about. Yeah,
0: that Mike McDaniel put in a call the same way Kyle put in a call about Aaron Rodgers.
1: It, hey, but I'm hearing he doesn't want to be
0: there. Yeah, Mike
1: wouldn't even have to do it. Just have the GM do it, right? What would it take? You guys going to sign Debo? Because if not, we'll give you a pick back in next year's one. But again, yeah. 29, the problem is for Miami, they didn't have the juice. Like at the, the only pick, and I, you could probably throw the Texans in here too, like 10 and 13, just
0: perk your ears up, right? Mm-hmm. But in the shitty draft, it doesn't do as much for me. Uh, Jamison Williams, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, two of them will be will be there at 10 i do think one guy's a torn acl yeah could you take a guy with torn acl at 10 no matter how good the guy is i I mean did todd Gurley have a torn acl when they drafted him
1: yes worked out pretty damn well for like three years right this guy's good but i that'd be pretty nuts trading debo and then taking a guy with a torn acl after the history of the franchise with torn acl guys hey guys I can't That's Uh,
0: a bad bulky. uh, Oh, yeah. How does bulky go? It's been a while since I've heard bulky. Uh, uh, I I can't remember how the bulky goes. Uh, Do you know how he
1: loves it? No one does it. He's in Jacksonville. No one even hears him talk anymore. He flies very (laughs) under the radar.
0: (laughs) Uh, Chad says, I have a legitimate question. After all the things Debo has done this offseason, how do you trust paying him $25 million? He hasn't shown that much maturity before he got paid. I do think that's a legitimate question, Chad, but. But this is where
1: I go back to my uh, love-hate relationship because you needed to get your information now because you know, I'm not going to read a newspaper, uh, and they'd be way behind anyway. What has Debo really done? That that'd be my question. What has he truly done besides told Jeff Darlington I want to trade? Other than that, like he didn't do. He was just at a club. A lot of people were out and about. Yeah, last the night, club things all over that America.
0: I, I think the, the mom were, video. That's not him. I, filming. No, 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 it no, no, like I think brothers. saying you want to trade, not saying why you want to trade, and then saying the reporters are all lying. Right. I think that's probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll give you that. I don't think it's unfair. Do I don't think it's unfair to say that about him.
1: I don't think a lot of guys, though, when they ask for a trade, just I don't know the last time I guess Jalen Ramsey did hasn't happened. Basketball happens Devontae. a lot. Yeah, I mean, do people really just like give a note page of their of their true demands, <laughs> like why they want out? I mean, Rogers did it last year. No one had people
0: were like, what are you talking about? Well. Bro? I, I think part of the question we don't know that is is what do the Niners know? like Devontae Adams didn't do anything publicly, but he, however he communicated it to the Packers, the Packers were clear that he didn't he wasn't coming back, right? Yeah. Like do do the does Kyle Shanahan? Now, it, it, now part of it too
1: was they had offered him a contract. It's pissed off. Ig Devontae. scrub oh, oh. I, the contract I, offer. I also the Ig scrub to me is a little generational.
0: But I think if in the category of mature or immature, I wouldn't call it mature if we're debating that. Not that I think you and I both don't really care about it, but.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, I'm not defending him on the IG scrub. I think it's really stupid, but there are a ton of guys. Like, I've never heard anything like AJ Brown's insecure or not insecure, but immature. He did it. Like, could that just be a company wide mandate of like the go to move? (laughs) Could be the company. Which I'd argue is a stupid idea, but it's like. In fairness to Kyler, his scrub has aged a little bit better. A bunch of people do it. He's not alone. Like it is, maybe he set the tone for everybody, but it's it's a move now. Of, like several people have instituted it, guy.
0: Okay? So maybe it is part of the TAA hand, hate, hold out I, handbook.
1: I, I hate feeling like the old guy, but I really put zero stock into that. Like I, I don't factor in scrubbing to maturity. Like I factored in Kyler Murray immature. The way people literally talk about him, the way he carries himself on the field, like his actions prove that I, I don't even know if I truly put a scrub in quote unquote actions. I can say it's stupid or not, which I do believe it's stupid, but it's like it, it feels like m- my parents used to think skateboarding was stupid and then or snowboarding was stupid and then your video games were stupid. You know, I mean, things just change. You could have been a. a-
0: Could have been Tony Hawk. Could have been
1: any of those. But my my point is, anything that you think stupid becomes much more normalized later in time. Like I, I I would imagine, like ten years scrubbing stuff on the internet
0: to like try to make your point. I agree with that, but I can I can one hundred percent understand why. That would be interpreted as in the category of diva behavior. That's all. I, I guess my ultimate point on Debo is I, I think it feels
1: like he's done a lot more than he's actually done. And this is where I'm ready for this thing to like kind of take the next step or not. Cause I don't think he's doing that much, but it feels like he's doing a lot. He's not doing
0: anything. I can't some give things him none. Do- we just named him. Like I said, I think the IG scrub is stupid, but I do think it falls into the it falls into that category. Of, it doesn't fall in the category of doing nothing. Put it that way, because because and here's why, because, you know, the reaction it's going to create. And you want that reaction. Yeah, I mean, to me, and I think thing that's he did ultimately what I would say, John, that's playing games is what that is, which is fine. Like that's all of this stuff is. But that's what it is. I mean, it's let's not pretend like it's not that. And if I wanted to support him, what if
1: he's like, well, you should have seen the numbers fucking the Niners out me. They're playing games
0: like it's a two way street. Yeah, but there's a difference between playing games publicly and playing games, you know, as part of a negotiation. And I don't Which, I'm not upset by it. I don't have a problem with it, but I you're asking what has he done that feels that that I would put that in that category because well, because, because, again, this, you this, know, the reaction you're creating. That's you know what you're going to get with it. Yeah, like this Kyler is where just I get back to
1: yeah, but Kyler did that crazy printout from the agent, right? Which is
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's
1: they're not the same. I'm not saying they're the same. To me, his number one action is that AJ Brown has not done is he he like clearly told Jeff Darlington I want to trade. Like that is it's it it's untrumpable, right? Like that is the peak of the action.
0: Also, AJ just did the scrub, and what, no videos of AJ's mom are popping up anywhere. Talking on part
1: part of it though is the Zayj brothers. You know who knows his brother clearly. Keeps yeah, I'm just saying there's
0: a there. There is a lot going on. There's a lot of smoke coming from a lot of places. It's yeah, not his of, fault. The guy held up the sign at the book club. I agree. There's nothing yeah, that's to do my with thing. Them. Like
1: that, that. I would but, say that's a pretty thing that like probably went pretty viral all over uh, Instagram. A lot of people on in America yeah, on Instagram. But, he had nothing to do with that. Oh, no, I think that's when, the, quote, when this unquote, type of stuff fight. happens. My point is it can truly feel like more. Now I'll give Kyler credit like the Baker Mayfield got a statute that looks nothing like him yesterday. And it was alumni day at Oklahoma. It, it did just feel kind of Kyler was there, like everyone was there. It felt a little normal. Now it's, you could probably argue it's like the equivalent of like the masters It's a pretty controlled environment for all those guys. Like, it's not like people are running up like Kyler break it down. You know, it's like no one's fucking yeah. with anybody. Yeah. I mean, it was Baker Mayfield day. He's literally on a team that doesn't want him kind of weird. <laughs> right.
0: It is weird. I, how many guys get statues at Oklahoma? That's a good question. I mean, they've had a storied football history. Well, immediate statue.
1: Three year starter, pretty incredible years. No natties did win the Heisman. But then if I'm Kyler, while he started one year, I started,
0: or he started three years. I started one year. I also won the Heisman. Right. Do I get a statue? Yeah, the stat- the Heisman is the statue. Like that's the- you get the Heisman statue. It's in the little Hall of Champions, whatever they call it. We have that already. Seems like a lot. I mean, statue guys are. I I, I think you could also say they're going
1: through a lot there, and they just need some positive vibes. That's a good point. But I I did see some pictures of every. I mean, every single person was there. So it just you just need positive momentum. Yeah, you know? somebody to rally around. This is our guy. Yeah, I mean Lincoln is on. ESPN right I mean that USC game was on ESPN USC game was on
0: ESPN yeah spring game
1: you just it's kind of you know I think there's a little little brother syndrome even though they're way better program
0: in theory right now right yeah Lincoln. by the way Lincoln I've been Lincoln is a get it Lincoln gets it like Lincoln he has the spring game he wants on ESPN they put on ESPN they That that was his that was his idea well no no I'm just saying like I think part of it is you have to give ESPN a level of access that makes them want to do it. Like, and I, it's this may not be much, but like Caleb Williams throws a touchdown, immediate interview when he comes off the field. One question, he's still wearing his helmet. Lincoln did an interview during the thing. I just, I watched that thing on Saturday and I thought, this guy, he really gets it. Like, he, I didn't know if he'd play into like the LA, let's make this kind of a show thing, but he, he is in a way that doesn't feel cheap. I I, uh, I
1: was playing golf yesterday and I walked in after nine to like grab a water and I, the TV had it on. And I just I saw it for a split second RG3 was on the field talking to somebody. Like, so yeah. clearly they had RG3 and Joey which Galloway. Somehow, which somehow RG3 has kind of shot up the
0: ranks at ESPN quick. I thought Herbie was supposed to be there. I don't know what the deal was. Who, who called the game? Well, it was supposed to be Herbie, but it was Matt Barry and then Joey Galloway and Molly McGrath and RG3 were on the field.
1: Oh, so they basically just had a guy kind of orchestrating
0: it with people on the field doing shit. Yeah. Joey and RG3 were just kind of behind the play, always just talking about stuff. USFL
1: kind of, I'm not, I, I'm not kind of prop it up, but I was at the gym a couple days ago and it was just on. And they, they have a little vibe of that going on with one of the Heward brothers like on the field talking to the quarterback as he throws a pick and the coach like mid game. It's the best part about the shitty leagues. Like you, they'll, you can tell them whatever you want to do. Like we're going to interview the offensive coordinator immediately after second down. Right. I mean, and they just have to say, yes,
0: I got to try and watch a little more. The one day I watched, I couldn't tell there's like just talking going on constantly. Cause I think you're hearing like they don't turn the quarterback communication off and the quarterback gets it until the snap. So there's a lot going on. I got a lot going I gotta on. I got to give it a watch. Kind of copied some of the AAF stuff. Yeah. Again,
1: it's just producers and executives making up the rules of what they want, and the coaches and players, the players don't care. You can, well actually, the coaches don't. I, the coach I saw yesterday was like joking with you. and like it's a television fun. product,
0: right? There's nobody yeah. in the stands. Why is no one in the stands? I don't know. All the games are in Birmingham. I don't know. I was watching all the games in the like, same place. Oh, because it was like
1: Pittsburgh. Was playing Philadelphia, but then they showed like downtown wherever they was playing. I'm like, this doesn't look like Heinz Field. And it said Alabama, it threw me off. That I think they're. I, I think they're all
0: playing in Birmingham. I, th- Alabama. I, I think you're right. They're all playing at the same stadium. Yeah, uh, John, let's tell the people about our friends at ButcherBox.com/slash/ham. ButcherBox.com/slash/ham. Right now, you get free ground beef for life when you go to ButcherBox.com/slash/ham for the life of your membership. You get two pounds of ground beef for free in every one of your orders. Guy, do you know
1: when you order a box contains eight to 14 pounds of meat, depending on the box you choose? That's enough for 24 individual meals packed fresh and shipped frozen for convenience. So you can save time on your next grocery store trip. Customize our own box or your own box uh, or go with one of theirs. Very easy. Either way, you get
0: exactly what you want. Curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. Free shipping for the continental U.S. That's what you want. So 8 to 14 pounds of meat, 24 individual meals. That's what that's enough for. And uh, it's your chance to never have to shop for ground beef again. That's right. ButcherBox, giving new members free ground beef for life. Here's what you do. You go to butcherbox.com slash ham, and you get two pounds of ground beef for free in every order for the life of your membership. Log on to butcherbox.com slash ham to claim this deal.
2: Do it.
1: Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. Do you know what time John Lynch talks? Have we seen that yet for Monday? Is it like uh, one one thirty? Check the Niners uh, YouTube page for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I would guess.
0: I don't know. It'll By it'll the time you're listening honest. to this, there's that information. Maybe uh, if you're listening to the pod, if you're watching the stream, I'm sure they've sent out an uh, internal email, but hmm. haven't seen. Haven't looked.
1: Great question typed it in John Lynch we don't see any times I, I I know a lot of people have uh have hit us up about or just talk about the Watson kid from North Dakota state yeah I was talking to a scouting buddy on like Friday he's like yeah he's like I don't know if like that probably won't happen I was gonna say what I was gonna say but it's kind of a little unfair We'll, we'll let the kid get drafted before I say it not that him and Trey aren't good buddies or anything, but it's just yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I, Based on the- hard 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 for me to describe. I can describe it
0: once he's picked. Gotcha. Um I've seen quite a few questions just about the player, too, when it comes to I know he's a big yeah, guy. I mean, again, but- we're talking about
1: probably like a fourth, fifth round pick. I did get a text the other day like, what are your sources saying? About, again I had never heard of the guy some corner from Fresno State I guess he's like six foot ran well you know it's, it's the time where like guys in the fifth and sixth seventh you know those third days everyone's really like making sure their eyes are crossed and T's are eyes are dotted T's are crossed because like damn yeah. this corner from Fresno state three or starter six feet ran four four two at his pro day You're like is this guy draftable even though you didn't have a, you know it's a lot of that going on right now a lot of and they lot expect of fire you to
0: players. know
1: Yes, and then you got to know, find out about the guy. It's like I don't. And you're know.
0: like, hey, I, so I'm just a top shelf guy. I don't know what to tell you. I don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I don't. I don't even know anyone. In the I only order anymore. off the top shelf. Dubois fired all know, of my people.
0: Had you heard the story? Uh, Sandor says six three two fifteen destroyed the combine. It's going to be a borderline first. Uh, everything I've read about him is he can't really catch. But you know, I sometimes I, I've heard certain overborne. I've heard had certain
1: teams that. If you can't catch, they don't like wide receivers. They can't catch, but I mean, that's it. to each his own. That was like always like an argument. I remember in draft rooms, you know, he's got questionable catch. hands. And like guy would stand up and be like, he plays fucking receiver. That's a problem. So <laughs> it's one thing like, like Nnamdi could, I just remember seeing him playing catch the moment we signed him. It was like, yeah. oh my he had terrible hands, but ultimately he was a corner. So it's like, if, if you have a great corner, like if I told you that Ward has, awful hands who really cares he's got a lot of pbus and stuff ideally well, you know, want picks but you know he who didn't have, have any richard Sherman.
0: you know who didn't have any interceptions in college jalen ramsey college yeah staff. i mean he, that was the one thing on him he didn't have picks i mean he was an elite prospect but he didn't have he had three interceptions in college one as a freshman two as a sophomore none as a junior
1: one thing I one thing I heard about Thibodeau is people think that it got went a little over the top like he's pretty good and I one guy like I give him credit for coming back last year like he did not like a lot of guys last several years like just easily go away like once you get banged up like what are you coming back for team man yeah. win the national title and it's just you know, he made these comments, like he said, he wants to be a billionaire. He just, he, if he just stopped talking, he'd probably help himself because the tape is not bad. It's just, he says these comments like cave on. No, I don't think people talk like that. I, I guess they kind of do now because it's like in vogue, but you know, let's just even LeBron, like he, LeBron became so unreal at basketball. Then he started talking about business and brands, but like the first like seven years, it was him kicking the shit out of everybody. Everyone wants yeah. to jump the steps now. Like, I want to be worth seven billion and own a team. It's like, bro, you're 21 years old. You have like 17 career college sacks. Like, let's just, yeah. let's just uh, start for your NFL team first, right? <laughs> let's just make some plays in the league.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's I, I I think you only get more of that, right? Once you start making money in college as a as a not because you're getting paid to play football, but as a brand, right? You start. getting more well, you logo see kind
1: of you see who had the logo yesterday at the Coliseum? Did you see that Caleb figure? Williams a lo- had a logo? Well, they not only have a logo; they had a stand. It kind of I saw it on social media yesterday. They were selling at the Coliseum, Caleb. Like there was, you know, like you go buy your USC shirts. They had a Caleb Williams section of
0: of inventory. Oh, I got. Let me guess. Is it a CW with the number thirteen worked into it? I think you're right because it has. Well, like, of course, it's, it's, like it's a everybody's C. logo. It looks like that. <laughs> I didn't
1: know the thirteen, but now thinking about it, it in my head, it's it. definitely the C and the W just type in Caleb Williams the Twitter and the and the uh logo it's definitely has a c and the w kind of curved
0: but now the 13 might be worked into the W. hmm i'm not, i'm looking i'm looking oh oh here we go it's like a c oh i see what it is caleb williams exclusive apparel i don't i don't you see, see the 3 the thir- or
2: it's just maybe it's a C
0: and the w yeah maybe is it uh, i can't quite tell here, here's my like issue. A hand, okay. a hand i think it's a hand john that's what it's a hand and I get people
1: doing it, but it's like, and again, I get it. I don't want to sound like an old guy. And Caleb had a pretty unreal, I don't know, half season in college. And everyone, he was a huge recruit. He should be pretty good. But it's like the Jordan brand happened when Michael Jordan like one MVP. There is no Jordan brand without Michael Jordan. I don't know being Michael Jordan. I own Tiger Woods hats because I just can't golf in mesh hats. So I have to have normal hats. And those are like the only normal hats that are kind of comfortable the tiger woods brand would not work if he had two career majors right i mean part of it is like the biggest brands for individual athletes like th- there's a reason russell wilson's brand just
0: doesn't really do anything well does he even, comes- i don't even think you can buy it
1: oh you can't i could
0: can, yeah. well i don't know i i don't even i think it's just like a logo i've never seen it anywhere ever good good call i have it either but like, like the like- Spieth one you see everywhere which is jordan's though Jordan is like, if you, it's like his, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like an interlocking JS. I don't even know. I it's just, like on the back of his, yeah. I'm pretty sure you had one. I definitely had an Under Armour hat that had his logo on it once. But even that, like, is they don't push it that hard, right? I don't oh, feel man. like maybe it's just <laughs> awesome. I think it's, <laughs> yeah. I just think like Tom Brady has his brand. Like, I have a buddy who told me he just got his kid a Speeth golf cl- glove. It had like the Speeth logo on it, like a week ago which he's their number
1: one golfer, I get. He's also won three majors. But again, like, even him, like, to me, I'm not buying Jordan Spice shit. Like, there is a small, I think, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, and the Brady brand, which he's really trying to push. But at least he's Tom Brady. Like, he can try it. You can't, but if we're shaking our, like, I, if I'm going to shake my head at Tom Brady, I'm surely going to do it at fucking Calum, Caleb Williams and Kayvon Thibodeau. That's, and I just think we're just, we're getting oversaturated with every fucking guy's name. Yeah cocked to the side i agree but the college athletes are coming at it fast and the furious and i get it from the schools because they know they want it but it's like jesus
0: yeah yeah. but actually the time to do it is when you're just starting in college at least maybe some but maybe somebody will i I don't think they'll sell a lot of them because yeah team logo is going to be a
1: lot harder
0: like let's say
2: caleb williams no
0: one's no one's going to get rich off that stuff
1: no I mean, even but, Levar, like the the commercial, Levar tried to start his own thing. Both of his kids went on to sign big contract. One guy's making ninety million for the Bulls. The other guy's a third pick and he's good. Even he had to tap out, and now he's
0: doing AT and T commercials. He's just working for the man. I saw that. And I wondered, like, did, did he owe people money? Didn't a lot of people make orders and never got shoes? Did they ever get? But well, remember, or? it was that sketchy
1: guy, and the thing just went under.
0: Yeah. So there are people who didn't get their who never got refunds, right?
1: Well, if, you know, if you separate the business, you can't go after LeVar. That's
0: a could point. But remember uh,
1: LeVar, in fairness, blame like their family friend guy that fucked them. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. But I just, yeah. Uh, isn't the prospect of a disgruntled Debo playing half-assed with the negative impact on the locker room kind of a leverage he has on the team?
1: What's it, you think a good guy's going to act bad? Like, I'll call you bluff.
0: Yeah, that's part of it, right? Is what do you think? Like, do you think this is just a situation or do you think this is? We've got three years of evidence that says he's a great teammate, right? So is he going to suddenly be the other guy once he gets around the guys? That's part of part the of bet, right? Would be you get him around the guys and it just, he wants to. Also, he needs to earn the next contract. That's the other part of it, right? Well, why do you trade Jalen
1: Ramsey and Jamal? Because you know, they'll go scorch earth, <laughs> right?
0: Like, yeah, I've seen these guys. A little edgy. Well, Jalen Ramsey did it. Remember? Fake back injury. Yeah, Remember Jalen? Yeah. Sideline argument with the head coach. Remember that? Got into it on the sideline uh, yeah. with what's his name? The O line coach from Alabama. Uh, what's yeah. Uh, Doug and Marone. then Doug Marone, and then back injury and was just out fake back injury. Yeah. So, he went yeah and then he, NBA, he
1: went full NBA player. Went, and it yeah. worked. Like, are you willing to do it? Is the question. And I'll you, give Jalen this. For the most part, it feels like he's been a pretty good good soldier teammate with the rant. Like, no issues, right? Yeah. I mean, he, in his defense, he was on the Jags. Yeah, honestly, it looked like he like to me, it looked like he was right. The Jamal thing, it looks like Jamal, maybe you got some issues, bro. <laughs> like maybe it's not just the situation.
0: Yeah, he was on the Jets, but yeah. Bad yeah. situation. That's what's different. It's like bad situation, bad situation. Depot situation but he went to Seattle and he sucked. Oh, I, well, I know. I know. I'm just saying like, I don't blame. If you look at the Jets and go like, I can't be here yeah. anymore. I History says that's not a crazy thing to say. So then Debo would want to go there to play. That would be my... That's what doesn't make sense to me. For so a, like 11% teams that have income tax, good tax and an offense that wants to use them the same way with worse or, players around him,
1: Or the Texans would be his one tax break, but it's like, you want to go play for the Texans? Yeah. I do wonder... One thing I keep saying, and people keep don't understand, I get, I've get. i gotten some arguments of DMs like, he is from the South. Like, he does not... The, you see that Mayoko video went viral of him like, I'm not coming back to California. Mm-hmm. Just because I, we grew up here, like people to him, it's, it might feel like Wackoville to him. You know, it, it just I, I don't I don't think people that live out here quite understand a guy that's from a different world would think that this place might not be for him. And he had in fairness. I'm assuming that he hasn't said that beside, like telling Mayoko, I'm not coming out there to train with Trey
0: Lance. He's going to come to me. Yeah, but I get but that. That, like, that. I don't want to as basic as distance. Right. Could, that could What's be it? as simple as like, I want to be home in my off season. I'm going to be at my home. 100%. My I just want to be at my home. Cause then I saw last night, you know, Mayo or,
1: uh, Barrow's tweeted like California is not obviously the issue. Cause he was partying in LA. I'd be like, yeah, I'd say that, uh, West Hollywood or Manhattan beach or wherever the hell he was a little different in Santa Clara. Like this is the other thing. Like we live on one side of the bridge. I, I I like this side. You, I don't know how much you'd have to pay me to go to the South Bay, non-Palo Alto, and Debo ain't gonna live in Palo Alto, like Santa Clara, San Jose. For for those of us not from the South Bay, I think we naturally tend to think it's a dump.
0: I've only been to Santana Row once. I got to admit that, maybe twice. Yeah, people like it down there, but I've only been there once. Yeah, but I'd say most places have a strip where you can go eat and hang out you know <laughs> yeah i i'm just saying like i the stadium area doesn't make you go like this is where like i drove by uh uh coors field on saturday going to uh friday i guess like that's that place was it was 80 degrees it was popping they weren't even home but
1: uh i'm not saying palo alto sucks but he ain't gonna live in palo alto and he'd also say like, yeah, Palo Alto's cool or whatever. I can fucking buy a seventeen million dollar house that I could buy in Florida for fucking two. Uh,
0: we have not heard Debo or his agent say we are requesting a trade. I mean, unless they re- he requested a trade. Darlington said he talked to Debo. It doesn't get the only. He said I, he didn't say sources. He said I talked to Debo Samuel. Right. That was Darlington's quote. Darlington's report. I, I won't dispute that. He requested which is kind a trade. of actually take a step back, like. How often has that happened? A reporter's report is: I talked to the player, and he wants to trade. That doesn't you happen. That's not. You could say, it's, you, a you pre- could say it's a
1: little soft. You could, if you want to be critical. Like I, I'm getting, I get a lot of texts calling him a diva, and I understand that. And if you want to do it specifically on that, like come out and say it yourself,
0: or have well, your how agent. How do you do? It? How, it do, you do how do you do that? Your agent do it through your agent. Oh, your agent. I think doing through the reporter. It's like I just mean if you're the player, like you you go IG Live. Like I just called everybody here to IG Live to tell you. Like say that well
1: Tribune. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think you have to do it yourself. But like, okay, Kyler Murray is ultimately throwing Eric Burkhart out there to the Wolves, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like Handy kind of gets to get off on this one,
0: right? So isn't isn't it isn't it softer to do it through your agent? I mean, couldn't you say like, hey, hey, Jeff, I'm on the record. This is Debo. You can report. I want to be traded.
1: I mean, does Debo think in the breakdown of Big J journalism? I, I think it's an easy move to avoid
0: some like backlash toward him specifically. Well, that's I'm just addressing. You said it's soft to do it yourself as opposed to going it's it's the it's
1: soft to do it either way. Like just have oh, the balls okay. to come out and say like I want out. Did Rodgers do that again? I'll, none of these guys want the PR hit. They, they are obsessed. And I'm not saying Debo necessarily cares that much, but a lot of guys you would say like but Debo's Russell, getting hit.
0: Like guess Debo's not getting off scot free think that video last night looked like he gives a fuck well again i we're talking about two different things but like in terms of like if you don't want the backlash that's where the backlash happens the backlash doesn't happen to you in real life yeah the to backlash on social, happens on social media so which uh, you
1: know if you just if you have some you know ability you just delete it off your phone you don't see it
0: um I did have a Warriors take for you, but I don't. It can wait. I mean, we just watched the uh, Warrior game today. I what can get is to it? it later in the week? Well, it's not even about them. It's just, uh, I, I was, I felt this way probably for like a month or two looking at the NBA standings. Just, and I mentioned this to you the other day. Just kind of why can't the Warriors win the championship when you just look at, like you said, every year there's a tenth pick. Every year in the NBA there's a one seed and a two seed and a three seed, but they're not all created equal. The NBA historically, when you think about even before we were born, but I, I just went back like to 1980. The NBA historically is a league in which great with a capital G teams win their championships, right? For the most part, there are some exceptions, but two out of the last three, full, the last two full season champions in the NBA are the Bucks and the Raptors. And they are, I think, exceptions. I think right now there is just, an opening in the NBA for a team that is like the Warriors that has great players who have played in the postseason together can go win a championship and kind of add to a dynasty, even if this individual team isn't as great as some of the other great teams. But it's rare for a team like the Bucks to win an NBA championship, right? A team that's kind of – I know people would debate this, but they are they are closer to like the, the Raptors of three years ago than they are to the Lakers – or the Spurs or the or the Bulls like dynasties win championships in the NBA. Well, who's to say that I mean they might have one of the greatest players of all time on the Bucs? They might and maybe they become that. But right now I don't think they do. And they don't feel to you me like You don't think Giannis is going to go down as one of the greatest players of all oh, time. Oh, he will. He will. I don't think his team's going to win multiple championships though. I don't think they'll I think I don't think they'll be remembered like like think about it. The Lakers of the 80s won five titles in 7 years. The Sixers, who beat the Lakers in 83, had lost to them in 80 and 82. So they were clearly great, right? They've been to three finals in, in four years. The yeah. Celtics won three finals in five trips. The Pistons, like the Chuck Daly Pistons, went to three straight and they won back to back in 89 and 90. Then the Bulls went on their run in the 90s and those Rockets teams with Hakeem won back to back. Then Jordan comes back and wins three more. Then they're done. And then it just becomes the Lakers and Spurs time with the Pistons. Who were unique, but they were really good. They didn't have one all time great, but they were really good. They went to two straight finals, one, one. Then Miami won one and 06. They had D Wade plus an aging Shaq. Then the Celtics went to two and one, one, but they were, that was a big, that was a true big three, right? The Mavs got their one, which I'm happy for Dirk, but, you know, Miami hadn't, they that team was just didn't come together yet. But then the Miami team did come together with LeBron and they won the next two. And then, you know, we you, you, you had the Kobe era, you had the Spurs, and then you got the Warriors kind of dynasty run. But then you got the Raptors team, good in that individual year, but not like a great franchise team. The LeBron well, Laker they, bubble they, champ. But, they,
1: but I, the, I would say the Raptors had a one-off season with this great player for one season and they left. Yeah.
0: Like if he stays, like to me, if you have an all Yeah, really good team. But I'm saying the history of the NBA is like franchises – with like five year windows, are just those are the teams that win championships for the most part. That Raptors team is an outlier. We'll see if that maybe that Bucks team is but, not an outlier because the guy left. Like, if he had stayed, they yeah, had left or not left. Hurt. I'm just saying that's most championships are not one off teams in the NBA. Like, the Mavs won one, but they were not a one off team. Like, they were yeah. they competed for championships. Yeah. That Raptors team was a one and done team. We'll, we'll see what this Bucks team is. I don't I think they're the going to go down. In as, the Ma- I, I would put them in the Mavs. I mean, they because
1: okay. Giannis is better than Dirk, yeah, and they do compete. I, I, I watched year. them a little bit today. They look fucking dominant. They compete. And every they're missing year. one of their best players. Yeah, like I think the Bucks could easily
0: beat the War, just like the Warriors could easily. Beat oh, they easily. absolutely the could. could win but, but my point is, like in the history, twenty years later, did they and will they? Are the Bucks going to be two-time champs or three-time champs or one-time champs who just kind of compete? Because the Mavs are an outlier. Like mostly, it's. If you win one championship since 1980, the NBA, you win two or three. Well, That's the only most team, team
1: then that would fit your bill here would be the Warriors because there's no other team. Any other team that wins it would be an outlier. That's what I'm right?
0: saying. I just think it's pretty unique. You look because I started thinking, like, Am I am I just being old guy? Like, who are the because I kind of look at the stand the the seatings. I'm like, who are these? Like, these are not championship level teams. This well, year? These team's are terrible. Te- no, I think never been worse is, in the NBA for sure. Well, this is what I'm saying. Is like I, I felt like old guy looking at it, but then when you look back, like no, these these are not your traditional one seed, two seeds, championship contenders. Most of the teams that win in the NBA are true, like I don't want to say dynasties, but they are franchises when not teams. The Raptors was a team that won. I agree with you. The Mavs was a franchise that only won one. That's true. But when
1: you get a great player, and I'm not like. Yada's going to be on the team for
0: fourteen. They're going to be a dominant yeah. contender, right? Yeah, they might be closer to the Mavs now. Maybe they win two or three, and they're not in that category, and they fall into the category of some of these other franchises. But you get like they would get credit if they went to an NBA championship and lost to the Warriors. Like they would be a legit contender for years, right? For sure, they, they might ultimately be the. Ma- I don't know. They but they got to be another. They got to win another one, otherwise they're the the Mavs that just won one. Yeah. But exception or not, no exception. My point is, most teams in since 1980, and we could probably we could go even before that, but I went back to 80, are multi championship franchises. That's just the majority. That's not an opinion. That's the do the math. Like I just ran. I I would say the league. I I I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I would say it might not be
1: the same moving forward, just because the amount of movement now is pretty nuts. Guys take off all the
0: time. Yeah, well, but if that's the case, you're just not going to get. I think then the championships will be more wide open because we just saw like this year with the that's, Nets. that's what I mean.
1: that's what I mean, like the Celtics could win it this year, the Warriors could win it this year, the Suns could win it this year, the Bucks could win it this year. Like so you're going to have teams
0: really? that in an individual year won a title. I think historically the NBA has had like teams that you really feel like are championship worthy because they win year after year after year or compete year yeah. after year after year, and. um baseball is probably a little different. Like, baseball, you have champions, but they're not always the best team. I think the NBA, historically, it's been like the best team wins your championship, right? And like once you kind of get Magic, Michael, sport, Larry,
1: or Hakeem, or Dirk, they never leave your team. Now, it's like, if you told me the Nets win it in two years, I could believe you.
0: Kevin and Kyrie are still around, right? And they get another player. Yeah, or next year. I mean, maybe they could win it. Maybe they could figure it out, get it together. Ben Simmons plays 82 games. Yeah. And... They win it next year. <laughs> Minnesota. Always with the sixth man means something different in Minnesota. Six man, Minnesota. Yeah, the sixth man at Minnesota means this, the person who runs on the court every game. Oh, yeah. I wonder if we could get a street going for somebody every game. That's security guard. Well, protecting the owner, the old owner, which That's why I asked you, like, why was the security team. guard so ready? But the I didn't realize it was the owner there. Yeah. Yeah, the, map, no, the Mavs, you're right. The Mavs played no six. They went and they lost. That's true. So, all right. On that note, uh, big week ahead. Anything else? I wish I knew what fucking John Lynch talks tomorrow. Oh, it's got to be like one o'clock or something, right? Yeah.
1: Hopefully it's not 11. I got the cleaning lady coming over at 1030. She showed up the other day and I didn't know she was here. I had to tell her to leave. I was I told her I'd pay her double tomorrow. And it's like, oh.
0: Just in, I'm in shambles. All right, we'll uh, we'll get to the bottom of that, and uh, we'll be back with more soon. Thanks for hanging, everybody. Later. Save big
1: on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty-nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty-nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone.